Welcome back to Top 5 Disco. I'm Josh. And I'm Adam. And we are back delving deeper into the discography of Weezer. Before we begin, if you're a fan of the show, please take a second to subscribe and rate the podcast. We love to keep Top 5 Disco going and growing, and your support and engagement will help make that happen. Last week, we explored their dark, heavy, and emotional sophomore album, Pinkerton. This week, we're going to talk about their Back to Basics third record, The Green Album. Here we go. All right, after Pinkerton was a critical and commercial failure, breaks my heart, uh, Matt Sharp leaves the band. Goodbye, really, Matt. Really sad. So sad because he was such he was such a part of their sound. In whether it's, I mean, I don't know how much he was a part of the actual I mean, collaborative. Do you know any rentals? I mean, just even no. hearing snippets of the first rentals album, which came out in '95, I believe, before Pinkerton, he's got that synth like he but that also took, could mean he took it not that he was the fair, well pioneer. he took, he Cle- took clearly he took the sound with him yes because clearly rivers was making songs of the black hole Correct. he had You're all this stuff right. so that was still rivers and again a band will put their touches on a record it's never just the songwriter so he obviously was a part of their sound also his falsettos were such a part of their sound which you lose for albums until m- many later albums Correct. but Yes, he leaves. A lot of people consider that. You know, we were talking about the SNL skit. There was this thing where I forgot whatever her the actress's name is. She's talking about uh, Weezer. Like there was no good Weezer after Matt Sharp left the band. Which, first of all, I love how specific they got about that because, like, anyone <laughs> who's Leslie who Jones, knows, by the way, what, what, thank you. Anyone who knows uh, any sort of Weezer, they're like, who? Like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. But and I love then, how specific. And Matt Damon but, goes, Weezer didn't start until Scott Schreiner entered the band. <laughs> And Scott Schreiner is on their fourth album, but we get on this album, the one and only album to feature him, Mikey Welsh. So Mikey came about because he was playing in a bands or, or just the band Homie with Rivers in Boston. So Rivers went back to school, yep. back to Harvard. Um, that's when they sort of had this hiatus, but he was playing around with new material and Mikey Welsh was in the band Homie. So he brought Mikey on for uh, the second self-titled album, which is now called The Green Album. Um this period, I've heard a lot about was a lot of creative disagreements within the band. Weezer, uh, River, I keep saying Weezer. Rivers <laughs> got very depressed. He, I heard, he painted the walls of his apartment black and like closed off his windows, isolated himself. Yeah, you put think, fiberglass insulation you would over think everything. This would create another Pinkerton, but instead, before we get into what we think about it, I'm just trying to think about this objectively. Yeah. Uh, a move toward much simpler songwriting, less personal lyrics. It's it's as if he's like people hated Pinkerton. He's like, fine, I'm not going to talk about myself at all anymore. I'm not going to talk about anything anymore. I'm just going to say things. I can't tell how much right because again, we haven't talked, I guess, specifically about the album, but the songwriting is so much more simple lyrically, so much more simple orchestrationally if that's a word. <laughs> and the production is so sucked in and like squeaky it's, it's clean. all squeaky the anti-Pinkerton. And I can't tell if this is, maybe it's a mixture of both. I can't tell if this is actually Weezer being like, okay, people really didn't like Pinkerton. I think they're going to like this. I think this is what I have to do to, to win them back. Or if it was like, fuck you guys, you didn't like this. I'm going to give you everything like that Pinkerton wasn't. Interesting. I actually, I really don't know because we'll yeah. talk about other albums later in their discography where I can't tell if what to be taken seriously. I really can't. But yeah. <laughs> it's a great setup because this is uh 
This is an album. So this is an album. <laughs> Weezer, their second self-titled album, which is now called the Green Album, which made the first album the debut now be called the Blue Album. You'll start to see this color palette increase as we go further into the discography. Green Album came out in May of 2001, May 15th. This album is under 30 minutes, 10 songs, just like the last which, two. Thank God <laughs> it is under 30 minutes because any longer it would be that much worse. I think we know what Adam feels about this album. So we did, did we say Rick Ocasek, they actually brought back? Again, it's like they were like, oh, you guys fucked up so bad. Again, they're still on a major label. Geffen was like, fuck. The thing is that Geffen listened to Pinkerton and they, and they were it. like, this okay, is really I think brave. this is going to be this good. This is really great. They didn't, but basically they were like, okay, fine. Literally back to basics. Bring in the first producer. Let's get that squeaky clean you sound again. You can even see from, obviously you said- I said squeaky clean sound, but that's not true. Blue is not squeaky clean. No, it's clean. not. It's not. There's something about this that is very different mixing-wise, sonically. Again, I don't know how much of that is Rick as the producer or the, or mixer. the mixer, who I don't actually know who mixed this record. But even the album, you were saying this is Weezer self-titled Green Album. They are doing the same sort of like for the guys in the picture. Pinkerton is a very different album cover, their best album cover. This beautiful... Uh, it's, it's a piece of art. It's not a photograph. It's literally, yeah, it's art. Uh, it's got this dark black sort of appearance. And then they go right back to this like super sugary green color. They basically are trying to go back to blue. They're trying to literally be like, that was a mistake. Let's, let's, erase let's start it. over. Yeah, it's so sad. It's, it's so sad. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I you guess know what's crazy. What's that? That this album went to number four on the Billboard 200. People liked it. Okay, but like Blue was uh, 16, I think. Pinkerton was 17, and this album shot up. So either that means the singles were just so strong that it pump, you know pumped them up that high, or maybe it actually means that the buzz li- behind Blue and Pinkerton was so high for their five-year hiatus comeback. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. Or maybe it has to do with literally. The the audience, listeners, whatever that means in terms of top 40 radio, whoever labels or bands or critics or whatever are trying to cater to, we we see, you know, we, there are no bands like Weezer or anything on top 40 radio now. So clearly, listening tastes are changing. So I don't know if this means that there... I, I hope I'm not coming off as pretentious. And if I am, I'm sorry. This is just how I feel Speak your truth. I think there is a decline in complexity or what people want to hear in terms of complexity of a song. Maybe that is is a a gross overstatement. But I think the '90s rock, rock music, alternative, quote unquote, rock music was the biggest genre. And once we get into the 2000s, pop. The the artists that they were behind in the Billboard were Destiny's Child. Missy Elliott is more hip-hop, but she has pop production as well. And then Randall Lee Tool. I don't know where that came in. But basically, I wonder if it's that mainstream uh, radio was just catered more to pop music and less so for more experimental arch- alternative but I harder guess, rock. I guess what I'm saying is why is it catered more towards that? Because the masses are looking for something that is a little more poppy, a little more just catchy easily palatable whereas in the 90s is it is cat for sure i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say it's it's not it's just we'll, we'll, we'll get to what uh, we think about it in a second anyway but uh the final thing i'll say is that this album was dedicated to michael and carly we talked about briefly on the blue album they were uh friends of the band they started the fan club they tragically died with their other sister all three of them died in a car accident this album was dedicated to them which is which is very sweet yeah this is their five-year 
hiatus comeback. Five years is kind of a long time, especially in the 90s. Like yeah. nowadays, we have those those spurts for uh, those uh, breaks for a while with bands, but back then, people were still pumping out albums every two years. Yeah. So this is a big deal. Okay, Adam, you've sort of alluded to it, but what do you think about Green Album? I was saying, I can't tell if it's a joke, not a joke, but I can't tell if it's intentionally. To be taken, yeah. yeah. Like if Rivers is really trying, yeah, spitefully to be like, you guys hated Pinkerton. This is the anti-Pinkerton. Well, this is we'll talk about later. Like, was "Can't Stop Partying" intentional or ironic? Same with make, with uh, Beverly Hills. There's so many moments in their discography where I can't tell if they're purposely joking or if they're purposely trying to push the envelope. You know what's funny? Um, this is a little premature for this, but we were watching a video the other uh, day or a couple weeks ago where Brian Bell was in the studio being interviewed about make believe, and he oh said God. something like, "Part of being a Weezer fan is just being disappointed." with uh, what we do. <laughs> and he's saying it so intent. Like, I think Weezer knows. I think they know. Oh, it's not even I think. How, how do they not know? I mean, they know. They push the buttons the of lore, their fans. Yes. And it's like so frustrating. It is. And yet they'll come out with other albums that are like right. for the fan. It's, it's, it's a, it is a crazy roller coaster, especially with a band that knows what certain fans want and what the masses want and, it's and just they want to stay relevant. Can they maybe? turn I mean, off and on the songwriting as they wish or is it just parts of his life change and therefore the songwriting ebbs and flows? I don't know. Stay tuned and you'll find yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so Green Album, very straightforward, simple, but very catchy power pop. Again, the production we said maybe to me is way too squeaky clean. Yeah, like way too. No mistakes. Everything is just simple. Not even just mistakes. It's literally this. We were talking about how Very, Pat sounded so he's big nothing to and do crunchy. Here. He's nothing to do well, here. Put aside his parts. The sound is just so squeaky clean. On top of that, honestly, I think Mikey kind of sucks. There's nothing. He's not doing anything. <laughs> I see. I don't know if that's Mikey. I don't know if that's he. Just didn't write bass parts. I actually so much think, of it is just matching the guitar chords. There's nothing interesting. I think this album would be even slightly better to me if the production was a little rawer. It's something about the the mix. Something about the mix. To it go from, sucks everything it is in. Insane. Not only was it insane to go from blue to Pinkerton, but from Pinkerton to green, I think is the greatest leap they've ever. Mm, it's hard to say because yeah. like radit it's hard to say, but but yeah, in terms of quality production, it is such a whiplash to go from Pinkerton to Green Album. It sounds brainwashed. They sound brainwashed. <laughs> like this is what a song should be. The guitar plays the bridge part as the opening to the song, and then there's a verse, and then there's a chorus, and then there's a verse, and then there's a chorus, and then there's a solo, which is the verse melody. And then there's a core. It's like you've, it's you've so, heard us say this in past podcasts. So Whenever cutter. I hear any time in any music a guitar solo or any sort of solo that is nothing except the vocal melody, which is fine, granted, but not when you do it on every single song in the same place for ten songs. I literally, I, I call, I, I, I call it in music, not just with Weezer. I call it a Weezer Green solo because this album is nothing but the blandest. Pinkerton had the fucking most amazing guitar solos. Blue had great. Solos. Solos. These solos are not solos. Albums after this have amazing solos. Yes, it's like clearly, obviously, Rivers, he's not going to stop being an incredible guitar player. He was trying he to make it so. And I read a critic say the guitar solos ring out as joyful as the words. I'm like, what the Lit fuck are you saying? I mean, it's like, yeah, obviously. But, but like, I, so, I don't know if that was so tongue dumb. in cheek. So but I, 
this is such a dumb album to me. To me, it's just so dumb, but I think it's enjoyable. Like listening to every song has a good hook. Even some of the lesser ones. Again, I we can were still... singing back to some in the car, and like I like singing it. But I just li- go ahead. Analyzing it, like critically, no. <laughs> okay, I said earlier that Pinkerton I had such a hard time with with my top five. This album. I think I had equally a hard time because everything, maybe you do feel differently. A little To me, almost every song is on the same wavelength. Mm. Nothing to me especially stands out. They're all so similarly average. Yeah. To me, this is an incredibly solid but incredibly average album. It's not even like, they still, there's an album coming up that I don't even think songwriting-wise sounds like Weezer. This still sounds like Weezer in some of the chord structures. Well, also just that crunch, whether it's squeaky clean or yeah. not, just that they do have that Weezer sound. Some people see Green Album, I know this is crazy, but as the quintessential quote-unquote Weezer sound because it's nothing but that crunch. There's Besides Island in the Sun, there's nothing that changes. Yeah. There's no dynamic contrast. Well, I actually, I get that. I get that because even albums that come after that still stick with a more poppy not even just polished, but just like a poppy kind of flair. Not all of them. Anyway, we'll get to those albums when we get to them, but we should just get into Let's ranking into our it. top fives because right, I want to get why past don't you this say, album. <laughs> why don't you start uh, your top five off for us? All right. My number five is Crab. My number five is the single Photograph. Oh, this is going to be interesting. My number four is Hashpipe. My number four is also Hashpipe. My number three is Oh Girlfriend. My number three is Don't Let Go. when josh and i had one of those you know we broke yes we broke and we talked to each other i think i brought up don't let go and he's like i like that song and i'm like i wish i didn't know that (laughs) uh my number two song is photograph okay my number two song is crab i'm so curious to see what your number one is i don't even know if it's a number one none of these songs (laughs) feel like number none of these songs feel like number ones to me this is a hands down for me i think i know what it is. you do know what it is and that means that it's not on your number one number one is definitely island in the sun do not boo me that song that song is the on an album of dirt all right we'll get into it this is the like slight glint it's not it's not even like a great song, but on this song it is yeah, we'll get into it. It's definitely number one. All right, well here we go. My number one is Smile. Oh my god, what? That is one of their worst songs. Fuck off. <laughs> you have no idea what you're talking about. You've no idea what you're talking about. But you know what? I don't even I'm not even that mad because literally none of these songs I'll just say it right now, none of these songs will ever be even close to my favorite Weezer songs. None of these songs. Yeah. are good enough to make any sort of top 10, top 15, top what? 20. Smile. But like I said, like all these songs are the same in terms of quality for me. Smile and Photograph are the same quality. I'll get into why I Listen, I Smile was to... one of the songs that we were singing back yesterday, and I have to even admit that during that I was like, I think right, it's I like great some of that stuff, We'll get into it. But, we'll uh... get into it. All right, let's get right into it. What better way to start off uh, our collective number four pick was the lead single from the Green Album, Hashpipe. A little more 
metal Weezer than we're used to. Kind of a uh, uh, chunkier, low yeah. end in a different it's kind of way. It's kind of creepy sounding, but kind of cheesy to me. Like it mm. doesn't, none of this feels... Genuine? Yes. And I guess I appreciate that this was the lead single off of this album, especially because... I think it has some of the better lyrics. Maybe there's just like one lyric I picked out, which I'll talk about in a <laughs> okay. second. I got my but ass wiped. It's not, I don't think that's actually what he's, I oh, think it's, I saying? got my eyes wide. <laughs> <laughs> I always hear his ass but wipe. This is inspired by a male cross-dressing prostitute in Santa Monica. Okay. Uh, which I just feel like is interesting for, uh, I don't know, this lead single material, literally, of, of this the album. The title is Hashpipe. You're right. Off this album, which is has so many just like nothing lyrics about who I have cares. no idea what half these songs are about. I just feel like it's just about like stupid, extremely cheesy, cut and paste love songs, yeah. kind of. Anyway, this song, along with another song, which we'll talk about later, is was written after Rivers took Ritalin and then three shots of tequila. It was this like, this sort of... Yeah, it was this in Dope Nose. Dope Nose, thank you. Uh, which I just think is an interesting little tidbit about his writing process. And I don't know what that means about dope and hash and something <laughs> with that. He's just in this drug mindset. Anyway, the falsetto thing, as like unique as it sounds, the... Get, get up, da, 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 my brain. It's annoying to me. Really? Yeah. This is your number four. I don't like this I album. Know, I, know I just don't, don't like this album. Don't. But what made this number four to me is the chorus. Oh, come on and kick me. Like, I actually like thing. the drums uh, in the chorus and the pre-chorus. I like that. The thing I was calling uh, cheesy, the... I like it better when the whole when band... It's when it's like it's bigger. Yeah. And then the best part is the descending. Whoa, whoa. And the chords are... kick me. Yes, and the chords and the are, are constantly descending. Yep. I like that a lot. I do find myself air drumming and rocking out to this song. Yes. I will say. I, it's so it, it, it is nice to hear them rock, especially after Pinkerton. This is like nothing compared to that kind of rocking, but on an album that feels so innocuous to me. Great word. This song actually rocks a little bit. The lyric I wanted to pick out was the knee stocking flavor is a favorite treat of men that don't bother with the taste of a teat. That is That's, good. That is great. That is good on this album of nothing great. lyrics. Yeah. And that's Ashbite. Oh, and I hate the lyric. I deal out my business if I can't get a trick down on Santa Monica where tricks are for kids. This <laughs> is so dumb. Rivers, he's starting to incorporate pop culture into his lyrics. Just it's brand really just, names. It's really just this song. Actually, this this isn't even a brand name, but like. Tricks, yeah. But he, oh, he does say tricks. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Okay, next we're going to skip ahead to my number three pick, the opening song, Don't Let Go. I'll be here in your arms silently holding on to the girl with the charms but if there comes a day you should turn your heart away i'll be down on my knees begging for that girl to stay Adam's already shaking his head. I'm, I'm like, sorry. And like, I'm not trying to take this away from you. No, Everyone this... listens to music differently. I also find this to be one of their worst songs. That is wild to me. What I can recognize is that his vocal performance on this is kind of lazy. Yeah. He's just kind of, when you want. Oh my God. But that's not just the vocal performance. Think of the melody. Anything that you want, I will lay at your feet. It's like so choppy. And that. It starts here. 
the choppiness of some of his melodies starts on this album and thankfully it changes from album to album but like i hate that very cut and paste kind of i hear what you're saying but i still love that melody and then when it goes into and if there comes a day that is very weezer you could turn which your i heart appreciate away. but I think it's catchy as and hell. The chorus, don't let go. Whoa, 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 Unfortunately, whoa. that does like predate like a perfect situation kind of nothing chorus. Yeah. Um, I love perfect yeah, situation. This, what are you talking about? The, <laughs> Just kidding. This song doesn't really go anywhere at all. But to me, it's kind of a nice little pop rock nugget. I don't know. To me, I don't know. I think it's just a good melody. And he says, like, here in your arms, down on my knees, turn your heart away, begging for that girl to stay. What happened to across the sea lyrics? Falling for you. It, oh, it, it, it doesn't make sense. You know, weirdly, this song sounds like it should be a closer, not an opener. Do you know what I mean at all? I mean, I know this is not Oh Girlfriend to you. No. But, uh, I mean, maybe it's, it is a little weird. It kind of is a slow mid tempo, mid tempo for so mid tempo uh, opener. But I don't know. I just and like maybe, the melody. Maybe the reason I hate it so much is because it's the first. It's song. the first song, yeah. and he sounds so bad. He's got no he passion. Sounds kind of bored. So bored after Butterfly. Like that's the last thing you hear You're on right. that album. You're right. Butterfly. It's like, like go. what? Oh, what happened? Fair oh, enough. Man. Fair enough. Next, we're gonna go to the opposite end of the album, the closing track, Adam's number three pick, Oh Girlfriend. So the reason this song is as high as it is... This could have made my... I mean, it was fighting. The verses, I think, are so good. Yeah, too bad the chorus sucks. It's not good. Yeah. I don't think it sucks as bad, but... I miss you, and I wonder how you feel about me, too. Do you miss I the way we would I love the play? way the chords fall in the yes, verses. Yes. Absolutely. I totally agree. I just, it's so nice, but that, sucks so bad, it ruins the song for me. Oh, girlfriend. It's exactly, well, you just compared, like, compare even this, a song yearning for a woman. Can you, What? Oh, girl, that's it. That's all you're saying. That's nothing here. And what's crazy is that this is the same girlfriend talked about on "Do You Want to Get High," which is like think about twenty times better of a song, hundred times. But but these verses, I think, are one of the better parts on this album, which is why this was as high as it was. I agree. The rest of the song is like is Green Album, but this to me is like out. It's it's apart from Green Album. This thing sets itself apart because I said. Oh, I think I really think it's every song has a Weezer Green solo, if you will. Yeah. By the end of this album, when this solo comes in, I literally am just like, "Fuck off!" Like, I, what? Why? Do this I again? when I when again. I first got into Weezer, and we and like you and I were probably talking about I'm that so in terms of the of Weezer Green solos. I don't think I realized it was on every single song. Every single it's song. Baffling. No stone left unturned. <laughs> it's baffling. You know what's weird? This is the longest song on the album, and it's still under four minutes. Good. Again, that's what it's I'm so saying. Funny that We're clearly yeah. talking about this. We're flying through it because there's not much to talk about. Yeah. And because these songs aren't that good. We're already being... So cr- these are our top five. We so haven't even talked about them. Thankfully, our top five. This, is, this album is under 30 minutes. Yeah. Shortest album to date. Let's keep going. Next, we're going to talk about Adam's number five pick and my number two pick, Crab. 
Honestly, it even sounds weird to say my number two favorite song on this album is a song titled Crab. Just something about, you're right, this is a goofy, but not goofy in like an embarrassing, it's just like, what? This and Hashpipe are the two Rocky songs, let's say. These Rocky songs on this album just sound so lame. To me, there is almost nothing to talk about on any of these songs except the melodies. And I like the melody here a lot. Crab if you want it. Oh, I hate that. You like the down, down, down. I do. I I do. The best part of this is crab if you need it. She put a knickers on. That is the climax. Even though this is another green solo, there's a cool kind of wah wah guitar effect on it, which I do like. But that's it. I have nothing else to say. This is this is my number two pick on Green, and I don't have anything to say except I like the melody. Except there is that bo no 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 that kind of thing. Cool. We're reaching. We are reaching here. And this I is like, my what number five? Your number five. Well, Crab rocks, yeah. and it's got a good melody. But I have nothing else to say. Next, we're going to talk about the third single. Uh, my number five pick. Adam's number two. Photograph. If you want it, you can have it. But you gotta learn to reach out there and grab it. Cause everybody wants some love. Shoot it from the stars above. And though my heart will break this more than I can take, I can never get enough. If you need it, you should show it. I've gotta say, I am very shocked this was as low as it was for you. I don't know if at one point it was higher or like you in general like the song. It's I such actually, a Buddy Holly ripoff that to me it what? takes it down. Why? Because of the 60s snare pattern or something? I don't know. Something about it. It's just like they were trying to recapture a Buddy Holly single. I, it rubs me the wrong I way. I don't hear that. Rubs me the wrong It's great you, power. You, you hate that stuff, which is why I'm curious. We'll talk. About, we will <laughs> talk about it. There's a song that sounds very... Da Vinci? Yeah. We'll talk. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to... I like this song. I don't really like this song. I like it. It's On this album, it hell. definitely was number... It was always going to be number two. I think my favorite part is the... The chord that they go to on the, if you want it, you can have it, oh. but you got to learn to reach up there and grab it. That grab it chord, it go, it, it, it's minor. It, there's something about it. It, it feels like it's going to go elsewhere and it goes to this chord you're not expecting. And then the whole band comes in. It's like, it's a feel good, fun song. And Rivers has so much more character in his voice, especially coming after That's a good point. That's a Don't good point. Let Go. I love that. The uh, everybody wants some love, oh, baby. Shooting from the stars above. Lame lyrics, obviously, but even just like that melody is nicer. And the three part harmony on it's in the photograph of love, that kind of thing. And uh, no, my heart would break. There's more than I can take. Like, there's it just feels there are, like they are trying so hard to make another Buddy Holly. I, th- I think. No. Buddy Holly doesn't sound like this, though. I'm just saying they're trying to do another 50s, 60s. Yeah, but that's a lot of songs. To me, it's like at the beach, and like it just feel it doesn't feel genuine to me. No, it doesn't feel genuine. Fair enough. I don't even though yes, this is one of the best melodies on the album. It's a great melody, but nothing much else to say. Next, we're gonna go to my somehow number one pick for the Green Album, Smile. Open your heart and let the good stuff out. Water me good and let me ease the job Cause you wanted some love Make it happen 
can't believe this is number one for you. I'm just thinking of all the melodies on this album, which there are a lot of good melodies. Again, there's nothing interesting about the arrangements. There's nothing interesting about the performances. I'm just talking strictly melodies. I get it. And if the and melodies I were good enough, I probably would have put it on mine. But I think this is so lame. Open the door. and let you dun, dun, dun. First of all, the way you're singing it has even a little more attitude than Rivers has. But even put, I don't want to break. That's a nice part, I guess. I, can, I love the part. Inside your smile. I like that. And then the I can't be gone, darling, for very long. This actually has the most melodies in it. I think there are like four different melodies. So to me, this is the most quote unquote interesting song oh on the album. God. There are there are four melodies. This song is so forgettable to me. Disagree. This song is such a slog too. It like is the, mid-tempo, but I like that open hi-hat sound. See, that's a little different. It's a little different for Pat. He's just opening. Yeah. No. Again, like I said, you clearly hear us breezing through these songs. I don't have much else to say. Open I really, the door and let your love come down over the I can't wall. Even talk You're about spinning these, round and round. I can't even talk about the lyrics. The lyrics on this entire album are, are garbage. There's just nothing. They're not bad. They're just nothing. Oh they're pap. God. There's nothing here. Pap? I don't know. It's like malleable, watery <laughs> food that you don't worry about. It. Oh, I like that. Actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, I really like all the melodies in this song. That's why it's my number one. And finally, we'll go to Adam's number one pick, the second single off the album, the ubiquitous Island in the Sun. Is it because of its ubiquity? No. What? Then it's because what? the chorus sucks. It's because... Yeah, but so many of these choruses no, suck. No, this one especially sucks and comes out of nowhere when the verses are so pretty. So when the, the verses, verses are so pretty, how is this not on your list? Because it's because it disappoints me. Every time I listen to this song, it is a disappointment. Because we'll run away to get... Doesn't fit. It comes out of nowhere. It is such a fucking missed opportunity. When the verses of Island in the Sun are so different pretty groovy the bass sounds good and interesting for the first time in the album and then the most lame chorus it kills the song it kills it's so the song interesting because the way i'm ranking is based on this is the best the verses on this song are in the pre-chorus if you want to call it the best moment on this album for sure how could i not pay tribute on this list how am i gonna put smile on instead <laughs> of island like what because are you to talking me about? because to me the chorus is so bad that it kills whatever's good about the song that's so interesting it's so I, sad i, I just to think me. i think the chorus is is a weezer there's green another chorus. song coming up that i feel similarly about that the verses are so cool and they just blow it with the chorus this song has the most nuance no question in terms of guitar picking and strummed acoustic chords and the bass. I love Mikey's like the one sort of thing yes. that Mikey did yes. was the 
Yeah, yeah. but it's cool. It gives character. It's like, oh, there's a band playing there's these robot songs. going on. Just, yep. It's so nice. So again, this melody, I mean, everyone who's listening to this podcast, I am assuming knows this song, but yeah, this is that, one of the most popular that songs winding, of all time. when you're on a holiday, you can't find the words to say. And this pre-chorus, I really actually love it. Like, aside from Green Album and whatnot, I love this pre-chorus. On an island so in the sun, we'll be playing oh in heaven. It's like, where fun. is this song going? It's so and pretty. It makes me feel so fun. I can't control my brain with the harmony and that picked. It's like it's everything for me. I love that. The only thing I can appreciate, even though the chorus sucks, is the contrast. And I think they do Island in the Sun 10.0 on Maladroit, and we'll talk about that. But I also love his We'll Never Feel Bad anymore. Great, great Rivers vocal. I love that part. And actually, this as a song that has a fade out that actually works for me because it's so island I was gonna, breezy. I was gonna it's kind of island that, breezy. Yeah. Yeah, again, I, you are right. The ubiquity definitely also affected... This was either the first or second Weezer song I know. This is when I was growing up, and this was the biggest song on the radio. This was huge. You know what's crazy? I read that just like Buddy Holly, they weren't going to include this. And Rick was like, are you kidding me? Thank you, Rick, for putting he's these like, songs He's like, this is the best song. And he's like, you need to put this on. I heard that he would like literally keep little pieces of paper and would write, keep Island in the Sun, and like throw it in the studio at random <laughs> places. He, he knew, and it, it was a huge hit. I know that we already said that the lyrics on this whole album suck, but even though this is my top song on this album, these lyrics specifically suck so bad. On an island in the sun, we'll be playing and having fun, and it makes me feel so fine, I can't control my brain. This is like Coldplay, we'll, Head Full of Dreams bad. We'll run away together, we'll spend some time forever, we'll never feel bad anymore. Like, what are you saying? This is just garbage. But it's my number one. <laughs> So that's green album for you. That's green album. But we still got a couple other songs to uh, showcase for you. All right. Let's quickly run through somehow even quicker. The other songs we didn't pick. We talked about Don't Let Go. And then the three singles, Photograph, Hashpipe, Island of the Sun. We talked about Crab. And then we hit Knockdown, Drag Out. So Green Day. Do you not hear that? <laughs> Definitely. Definitely Green Day. Again. When we've been s- seeing each other, all I hear you is like, <laughs> just keep doing that. <laughs> It's, I don't know. It's catchy. To me, it's catchy, but it's so forgettable. It's more forgettable than the other songs we've talked about. My favorite part on this is the say you love me now, because like they go into this weird key change. It's the intro to the song. It's actually a little more rocky and kind of the riff is a little cool. I'm still reaching. So This is a paint by numbers. We Rivers could have written this in his sleep, and that's how I feel about the next song as well. Simple Pages is so boring, so useless. It's forgettable. It's barely even a chorus. The only good part is the, can't you see? Yeah, I agree. Do you agree? That's a nice little part. Simple pages on my mind. Give me some love, give me some love, give me some I want you to know. Give me your, uh, give me your, uh, on the high rock radio, give me some love. So bad. Next, we'll talk about Glorious Day, which actually fought for me because this is to me is most indicative uh, kind of of where they're going next with Maladroit. Hmm. Um, it's a little more metal. Um, you know what you want me to say. Dun, 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 dun. I like that too. I do like that a lot. I also like how the chorus opens up. It resolves to major and the boom, glorious children. I think songwriting wise, it actually ascends in a nice way. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, and then we, we got old girlfriend. All of the songs, twenty-eight minutes, and we probably talked about it even less. Uh, yeah, again, it sounds like Adam 
hates it more than I do. I don't know if I hate this album. I hate what it is. I hate that this came out after Pinkerton. I agree. I hate the trajectory that it set the band on. Though it's complicated because the next album is way more interesting. But song for song, this is better than some of the later worst albums. Like the, these, these Adam's giving me a look. Like when, I, when you say song for song, what do you mean? Because I'm I think, talking about I think there are worse, way, way worse missteps on later albums than this. Than but this I album. think those albums have better absolutely. high points. I absolutely agree. So we're going to discuss, you know, our, our ranking at the end of we'll albums. Rank all our I'm albums. curious to I see totally agree. how that affects but To it. me, this is like a, this is just a solid out. It's a solid average, average album. And it's I just agree. A disappointment. I agree. It is solid in that there's, to me, there's no glaring garbage song. There are just, all songs are close to garbage. They're, they're, all but they're not so garbage. They're, they're just average. so boring. They're so boring. This is, again, none of these songs will ever make a top 20, 25 list. And this was obviously done purposefully, but what's crazy is that there are some B-sides off this album that would have made this so much so more, much of more interesting. interesting of an album, but they purposely, I think, didn't want to stray from that. I mean, I read that they had like... 120 songs that they whittled down to 75 then whittled it down to 25 then whittled it down to 18 and then we got these ten, these are the 10 what, what's what, interesting what are the other to me songs? also is that Rick was a part of this Rick is the producer as in the director of sort of what's going on so he was a part of agreeing but that is, these things should sound is, the way they do is his purpose is his purpose as a producer making the best album or is he there for Geffen making them a profit I know this is starting to get into cynicism but like was he put there for the back to basic sound that band wanted or that Geffen was like Fuck. I don't I don't know Rico Kasich I don't really know much about him I just get the feeling that he's someone who is like he cares about the art he's not just doing it for the for well, the money maybe he, I'm wrong but he didn't care enough about this album it's just that's what I'm curious about. Yeah. I, I don't know. He was obviously a part of this too. Again, but he also was the one who said Island in the Sun has to be on there. And for me, I'm like, if the Island in the Sun was not on this record, oh man. <laughs> oh man. But anyway, that was Green Album. Listen to it. Forget about it. Anyway. I still think you should listen to it. I think you should listen to all these albums. And it's interesting to see the progression. Album to album. Every album feels like a reaction to the previous one. Pinkerton was like, let's you know, go to self-produce, let's make it messier, more intimate. And then that backfired. And then they were like, let's, you know, make this squeaky clean, happy, pappy kind happy. of <laughs> <laughs> And then we're about to talk about what happens next. Thanks for listening to Top 5 Disco, part three in our in-depth discussion, dissection, debate, and analysis of Weezer's entire discography. Now that we've discussed the band's third album and Back to Basics follow-up, The Green Album, tune in next week where we explore their more heavy metal power pop fourth album, Maladroit. But before that, we want to know your thoughts, your opinions, and your personal top fives for Weezer. What are your top five favorite songs on The Green Album and why? Do you think it recaptured the magic of Blue Album? Or do you find it lifeless, robotic, and too simple for Back to Basics? Reach out and let us know. You can support us and help Top 5 Disco grow simply by subscribing to this podcast so you can get the new episodes as soon as they come out. And you can find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Top 5 Disco for behind-the-scenes goodies and an easy way to connect. Also, rating and reviewing Top 5 Disco on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen is always appreciated. And don't forget to tell your music-loving friends and family all about us. Thank you so much again for listening. Tune in next time. And remember, it's really all disco.